Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast is a verse for that. So, um, hi, welcome to, I don't even know what this is, but I feel like it's a very important message. I don't even know if, I'm, if I can say this is a preaching, but I just felt like I needed to share this testimony and like this part of my life. Anyways, backstory. Um, oh, by the way, before we get into anything, thank you for joining me. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Thank you. Anyway, so this is a testimony and a lesson within a lesson or like lessons of all sorts. So anyway, backstory is all going to make sense. I remember um, going to like this party with my friends and, you know, it was... I had no idea what it was going to be like. And at that time, giving like a whole, like, like a pinpoint of where I was spiritually, I had ac- accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. However, I did not really delve or delve deeper into my faith. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, and still swearing, still talking about sexual windows, still like listening to secular music not really being a servant of the Lord, just being very inactive in the kingdom. And so I had no sense of discernment, but I felt like something was going to be off. But I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's a bad feeling. Uh uh-uh, Holy Spirit say, don't go. But I didn't listen. And so I was like, yeah, let's just go, whatever. And, you know, we'll pay 200 bucks. I didn't have any money. I was like, you know, let me just go for the funsies. That was like the first sign. Like my parents were like, we don't have money. And I was just like, but I still want to go to my friends and whatever. I'm like, okay, fine, go. But you don't have money. So I don't know what's going to happen to you. I'm like, I'll still go. Then I was like, you know, I, I relied on like <laughs> to get to my friend's house. I relied on like this free um, ride to, with Bolt. And I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a sign that I should go because I have a free ride. And even though I had a sign that I should go, I was still anxious. What did this man make me pay up? And I don't have money. And so I... And so I was going and I left and it was, it was scary. And, and that whole journey was a whole 30 minute journey to, um, sorry, my mom just came. <laughs> She's just like peeked in. But anyway, it was like a whole like 30, 25, 30 minute journey to her house. And I was just like, okay, yeah. And having like casual, casual conversation with, with the Uber driver. And I was just like, yeah, haha, yeah. And so this whole time I just had this like this pounding in my chest. I was like, yeah, I don't, I shouldn't go. I should be at home. I should be at home. I should be at home. And but I was like, you know what? It's fine. I go there. You know, it's all good. Whatever. I was just like, you know, reserved. And then we were like, a whole f- scene happened before we left, and then before we actually got to the venue. But more of the stories that we were like all in different cars. Like we were always going to this place like far out. Like maybe like forty five minutes out of where all of us live. I'm just thinking it's going to be like a cute little, cute little, like, event. And I was really cognizant of the fact that there was going to be, there was going to be alcohol and, um, like, stuff like that, like, making out and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, it's going to be a cute event. It's going to be vibey. It's going to be like, you know, I don't know what I was expecting, but I just wasn't expecting what, 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 what I saw. And my friends, like, like a small group of us came and the others came, like, another car. They only came, like, 
45 minutes later but we got there and my other friend was there my other friends were there and we got there and i was like oh what a cute house we walk up we walk up the driveway yeah i know girl it was so ghetto i was just like what what is going on mind you this house was empty like empty run down and it was just like what is going on what is going on this is this is like ghetto <laughs> when i get a concept i'm like you know it's fine i guess but it stunk and like the place the main hub or the main part of the event was around a pool a huge pool so if you miss your stepping girl you're falling in and i was so scared to fall in but anyways and i remember you know waiting and everything and i was like you know what it's fine all my friends the friends that we found there were already like drunk and i was just like oh okay yeah because mind you tangent i've never like drank or smoked or anything like you know at least not seriously like i mean seriously like i've never smoked anything in my life but prior to that i, I was just curious as a kid i took a sip of alcohol I'm like oh, i don't like it, it tastes like oh tastes so bad and i was like you know that, that's the last time that but besides that event that little curious woman as a kid i had never like seriously like drank alcohol and then i was just like oh, okay it's not my vibe and me and my other friend were just like yeah no we don't do this because her and i we just like mm -mm. and then i remember like they're like try this i'm like girl no <laughs> girl don't do it it's not worth it it's not worth it and i was like okay no i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this that me and they're like no just try it everybody else around me was like you know what yeah do it and then everybody else was doing it and mind you I, I, besides those friends that we found there i knew no one and this was like 60 people and you know what everybody else was drinking having fun i was like you know what yolo and i did and as i was doing it the first time the pounding in my chest was like grrr, she was like going like over time and then I was, people were like yeah and i just didn't feel good i was just like no i don't feel good then i just carried on i was like you know what it's fine the experience right and then you know came to like smoking i was just like ah, i don't do that and then they're like just try it and i was like okay fine yeah i just didn't feel good at all the whole night was just full of chaoticness and I'm surprised I remember this night because I was like going crazy. I'm gonna lie. For somebody who didn't like do anything, going crazy. And then we got home, we were coming back home and I just started crying in the Uber. Nobody knew. I was just sort of crying in the Uber. And I just felt my spirit grieve. I didn't know at the time, but the spirit was grieving, like, girl, what is this? And I was just like, nah, this isn't me. This isn't me. I'm I'm not even judging people who were doing it at the time. I don't do it. And if they do it, including the people, the, the people that I was friends with, good for them. Okay, not good for them. Like, that's on them. I'm not judging them. I'm speaking out of my own experience. POV me, you know? So, I was just crying in the Uber. Like, it was, like, another, like, obviously, since it was 45, it also took us 45 to get back home. And we got home at, like, like 2-1 in the morning. I was like, nah, I don't like this. I remember crying and like throwing up and everything. And at that time, I was even sad because I was like, I didn't pull anyone. And mind you, this girl has never pulled in her life. In her life. I was just like, I didn't pull anyone. And all my friends were around me getting pulled. I was like, why am I the duff? And then I just got, we got home and me and my other friend were crying. She was crying for another reason, but we were just crying. And I was just like, you know what, it's, it's fine. And the next morning, I also fall, I woke up like, basically hungover and I, and i was sad like i woke up really sad and yeah i got home 
my parents didn't know and then i just i kept that secret for like almost a year and then that's the end of the flashback then i remember coming to speak with the lord i was like you know let me just speak to the lord i haven't done it in a while it hasn't been like months but it hasn't it hasn't it wasn't a daily thing and i think i fell out of sync with that then i was like okay let me come and talk to the lord i was speaking to him about the event and he was like why don't you just tell your parents about it i was like nah no i ain't doing this i am not doing that i'm not doing that and then he was like yeah just tell them about, about it i'm like no they're gonna like hate me they're gonna hate me and i was so scared my heart was pounding out of my chest bro i was like no i can't lord why are you doing this to me i can't you know how they are lord i was arguing with him and he's like please just do it and i remember i was like yeah no maybe maybe it was just like a figment of my, my, of my imagination so let me just like you know sign i opened tiktok and i was like whatever it is that the lord has put on your heart to do you better do it i'm like not you doing this lord and I don't know if if anybody's like me. Like I I try as much as possible to make available like points of communication for the Lord like whether it be speaking through like TikTok or mainly the Bible obviously, but I don't think personally for me I don't think that there's any there's nothing that the Lord cannot speak through like we, can, we the Lord can speak through our friends, family, TV shows, music um tiktok (laughs) instagram like those things and like i don't think anything is too bad for him to speak through and yeah so that's how that's why i was so like okay over that tiktok video and you know i i was just like "Mm, okay lord okay 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 i closed tiktok i started running away from him from that responsibility i'm like lord i'm not doing this i'm not doing this i don't like if you don't know me like i hate disappointing people i hate it to the core i hate like i hate doing something or telling people something that i'm ashamed of and seeing the the look in their eyes it breaks me i'm just like oh look at what i did and that's what happened and like that's what that's, that's what was literally bringing me fear and anxiety for like two days straight and then the one night i was in the bath and i was like you know what let me actually do it. It's fine. I'm tired of running away from the Lord. Let me just actually do it. Let me just step, take a step of faith. Let me just do it. It's like, yay. I heard like a little yay. Let's just do it. And then I'm going to do it tonight. We're going to have Bible study because my family and I have like a nightly Bible study or almost nightly. And I remember I was like, I'll lead. I'll like lead the Bible study. And then I read the verse of Proverbs 9 verse 21 please just bear with me um while i'm looking and i was just trembling during praise and worship i was just like lord ah, it's, you know, it's not too late it's not too late for, for you to change your mind just like you did with abraham when you asked him to, to, to sacrifice his son do it with me lord and he just said nope you gotta do it girl and i remember praying and i was just like lord i'm scared to my core i'm trembling but you will speak through me. And yeah, I read the verse of... Sorry, um, y'all. It was Proverbs 13, verse 20, which says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. And it's no dig to people around me, but I chose that verse to speak on because, you know, I fell into a lot of peer pressure at that time. And 
I read the verse and I was like, um, so this comes with testimony and I just went on and on and on. And I'm not going to lie, as I was saying it, I didn't feel as anxious as I was before going into that space. However, the mom, the look on my mom's face, my, the look on my mom's face was just so like, uh, it's so like embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. It was just like, I just felt so bad. I wanted to like dig a hole and just put my head in and just die. Like that's how I felt. I just wanted to like, you know, let, let the let the ground swallow me whole and you know as i was saying it i was like yeah okay whatever then um the day the night ended and i was just like okay at least i did it and it was like yeah at least you did it and the reason why i'm telling the story is because later on on saturday yesterday in the morning i woke up i was like staying up watching anime because i had a hectic exam week child Last week of this week that I just passed, every single day writing for what? For what? Anyways, I was like, you know what? Let me just relax. And then midnight came because I was like, you know what? Let me start the day off, like literally the day off with God. And at that time, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I'm not gonna get out of bed. And I just, you know, put on some music and I started journaling. And the reason why I was journaling is because the Lord was like, if you neglected your gift of journaling you've neglected that um thing that thing that i've given you of writing and i was like you know, you know what let me actually start honing in on that gift and let me start like you know training that gift and i just started writing and the reason why i felt so like moved to write is because i had a lot on my heart because the reason the whole thing of me telling my parents i i didn't agree with it at all I felt, and I just felt like the Lord was, like, cornering me, in a sense. I felt like, dang, I tell you the story in confidence and you want me to go, like, tell other people about it. I just felt like, I just felt played. I just felt, like, manipulated. And I know, it's just like, girl, why, what are you saying about the Lord? But that's how I felt. And one of the things that I've, the Lord has been telling me is, like, you need to be able to tell me what's going on in your heart. I already know what you're thinking of. So why not just say it? And for me, I'm just like, no, no, I can't say that to you. I can't. But he's like, girl, if you claim that I am your safe space and you tell me everything, why aren't you doing that now? And I just felt like, I just can't say to his face. I can't just like say the words like, oh my gosh, I feel manipulated. I feel like this. And then I just, you know what? Let me at least write it down. Let me just, you know, kill two birds with one stone, hone in on writing and express my feelings to the Lord and communicate with him and I went on writing for like over an hour and it's just, it's like this whole like I feel like it wasn't my notes yet but I feel like if it was on Google Docs it would be like three pages of just writing 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 of so much and I was crying as I was writing I was like you know what Lord I feel played I feel manipulated why would you do that I just feel like oh my gosh Lord why would you make me go through so much pain and agony like what is going on and what's the point of all of this like I just feel like I'm doing so much I'm like I went on this whole tangent and then, like, I'm not going to lie, it felt good, like, to get it off my chest because, yo, I just, I'm a type of person who just, like, carries a lot in my heart. And to say all of those things to the Lord and, like, obviously I didn't, like, swear more for, like, flipping more for anything like that. I just, like, I felt like I was, like, you know what, let me just say what I need to say. But I was scared because I was, like, the Lord's going to strike me down with lightning for saying all these things. But let me just at least try because... If he let David see what was on his heart, then so can I, right? And, I, and he was like, exactly. I let, I let my servant David, the man that was after my own heart, speak. So speak, girl. 
And the next, I just sort of cried that I went to sleep. I was, that before I went to sleep, I, I got out of bed and I went to get water. Then I was like, you know what, Lord? All the things that I said, all the things that I said are valid and not valid, like, you know, as if I'm trying to force my feelings on him. But I meant what I said. And I know you're going to take that. And yeah, I know you'll know what exactly you know exactly what to do with those feelings even though I feel like you can't handle them I know deep down that you can and I know you're gonna fix it and I'm trusting you that's what I said and I went to bed in peace after crying throwing up and shaking I went to bed in peace after I didn't get any solid answers like oh sorry girl no don't say that all I did was spew my heart out in reverence though trusted the lord thank thanked him for the day and slept and I had so much peace and as much as I had peace, I started running, I started running away from the Lord because I did say, yes, I know you can handle it. But I was like, you know what? What was I thinking? He's going to strike me down with lightning. I can't enter the I can't enter the, the presence of the Lord. And then that whole day, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm going to turn away. He's going to like corner me like, why did you say that? And so that's what happened. And then after that, I was um yesterday we went out and everything i was just like you're tired and then this morning i went into the presence of the lord and um the pastor apostle theo from my church really brilliant man speaks with so much like authority and you know i was like you know let me let me just join my mom with this um sunday service thing online and i kid you not this man was speaking to me this man was speaking to me like I swear he was looking me down and looking looking me in the eyes and saying I remember him saying like God can handle it and you may feel as though like no and that was another guy yeah I listened to two sermons today God can handle it and you have to have a lot of faith in these things and if, you, if you're gonna want something you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have faith and, he, and then he gave like a whole testimony I was like well that's so deep and I was like yeah okay and then I think he said stop running away from the Lord and give him your heart and like uh, not calling me out biblically and then I came to the car where I like record my episodes and everything and I just felt so much conviction to just like praise and worship because that's, that's what he also said as well if you're gonna want if you're going to want something and you've trusted the Lord for something start praising and worshiping him because he said praise and worship is one of the the most neglected aspects of the church and I was like I couldn't agree more because praise and worship can is an anointing really and i came sort of like praising and worshiping with all my heart got distracted by this really big bug i was like oh lord and then and then there was a lesson in that bug this is a lesson within a lesson that's what i meant by lesson within a lesson i was like oh lord in the middle of a song one of my favorite songs it was the my favorite 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 part and i was i didn't even concentrate on it because i was focused on this bug and the lord spoke to me i was like the things that you're worried about are mine. Like, you don't have to worry about them. He said, don't have to worry about these things because they're so minuscule and focus on me. And I was like, okay, fine, Lord, I'll I'll focus. And, you know, this thing was clawing, uh, not clawing, crawling around. And I was just like, you know what, let me just focus on the Lord. And eventually just like, I don't even know where it is right now. It left. I was just like, okay, yeah, you're right. That was a little testimony, a little message in there. Focus on the Lord instead of your problems. Focus fully on him. Dedicate your heart onto him. And if I had not done that, I was going to miss the most spiritual anointing I've ever had. Like the most amazing 
spiritual anointing I've ever had. And as I was closing and coming to an end of my worship, I just felt like, dang, the Lord is here. I just, I started like blinking back tears. My throat was like clogged up with tears. I was like, you know what, Lord? I just outpouring the spirit. And I was like, dang, so much peace, so much power. And I just, uh, I just sensed that this, this wasn't my own testimony. This, this wasn't my own like doing rather than testimony, doing. And I was like, yo, thank you, Lord. And then I jumped right into a message. And this man was talking about why did Jesus, um, why was Jesus' first miracle turning water into wine? And I will link it down below. It was such a really good message. And basically, the main message that he that really spoke to me was going through trials that reap blessings. And obviously, I had not gone into telling my parents about that event, thinking, thinking that the only reason why I'm going to do it was to reap something out of the Lord. I just did it out of obedience to him because the conviction that I had was to obey him. Like a lot of messages that I was listening to between the period of getting that instruction and actually following through that instruction had to do with obedience. And everywhere I turned, literally obedience, 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 obey the Lord, obey the Lord. And those who don't obey the Lord, A, B, C, D. And I was overwhelmed. However, I also felt like I was being toyed with the Lord and even said it like, don't feel like the Lord is toying with me, toying with you. He's not. And I was just like, he's really speaking. He's really, really speaking. And he spoke, he, he really tackled that event in a very different way. He basically spoke about like how the servants who filled the, the jugs or the um, vessels with water were probably like, huh? We don't need water. We need wine. And they still obeyed him. And basically his message, his message in that was, Sometimes the Lord will make you do things that just don't make sense to you. They just feel like nonsensical and just like redundant and conf- like just frustrating. But a blessing came about that. And he even, he even went as far as to say like they had so much faith that, you know, they might have even lost their jobs by serving the, the master of ceremonies water. And there's no indication of like how the the water turned into wine. Like, oh, suddenly the water turned into wine. Like he made an educated like assumption, like yeah, as the servants are giving him the the wine, them in the water turn into wine. And sometimes the only way we can have faith is to see through, like to see the whole thing through, and to serve the Lord. And it's scary. I was scared in my boots. I was like, they're gonna like my parents are gonna ostracize me. They're gonna like estranged me from from the rest of the family they're like yeah this girl is problematic and i told my entire family everybody was shocked my my other siblings they were like huh and my younger sister was like toko were you telling me about that story my eyes went out of my head i was like i know it's not good and i felt so much like even after like even during that event i was at peace but i wasn't happy like i was like oh and it just felt like so like why do I need to say this to them? Why do I need to tell them the story? And up to this day, like, I don't even get it myself. And that's why I even wrote that letter. And that's why I felt the way I did. Like, this is, you're playing with me. I, I literally wrote it down. Like, I feel like you're mocking me. And I feel like, you know, I'm doing all these things just so that I can be a laughing stock. And then, and then I didn't get any answer. And this was my answer. Like, 12 hours later, my answer was this. He's not trying to toy with you. He's trying to, obviously, number one, make you obedient and follow through his instructions because one of the things that Jesus said was, if you love me, keep my commands and obey my word. And the next thing was that to trust him because 
some of these things that I do, like some of the things that I do struggle with is like trust and like following through with things that, you know, I cannot see the end, a good ending to. And like, oh no, I can't. No, this isn't going to reap the results that I want. So Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pass. And he's like, no, you're going to have to do it, girl. Who are you? Who's the Lord here? And I don't know who this is for, but if you're listening to me, tell my story my testimony listen to the lesson the mess hopefully if you're in, at a crossroads or whatever the case is you can take what i've said and my message and the mess that this podcast episode is and apply it into your own life that the lord isn't toying with you he's not done with you and i believe it i genuinely believe it and there are times where like I last week on Tuesday, I had to believe my own word as I was speaking it. And today, one of those days as well, with just a little bit of like prior belief, the Lord's not done with us. He's not done. He's not toying with us as we may feel. He's not blessing other people because one of the things that I've struggled with myself is like, dang, Lord, you're letting sp- unbelievers live my dreams. You're letting people who don't even pray, people who don't even like spend as much time as the the rest of us do as I do people who basically mock Christians live my life what about me I've been a b c d and it takes a lot of like I think it takes a lot of faith to be able to say those things to the Lord because I don't know about y'all I'm just like (laughs) the Lord is gonna like strike me down he's almighty if he can create like the earth that we know for thousands of years in six days, he can obviously do without me. He can obviously like strike me down, you know, Old Testament God <laughs> and New Testament God and Bible God actually, and just be done with me. And I think it's, it takes a lot of faith to let the Lord know what's going on and give it to him. You know, that's my another, that's another lesson. Give it to him. And I know, I don't know. I don't really not say I know. I guess it can be scary if you're anything like me, like, no, Lord, I can't say that. I can't tell him. And another lesson that was telling, uh, that was teaching me, even through that whole rant thing, was for me to be honest with my feelings and tell him what what's on my mind because I'm already thinking about it. I'm already burning with anguish within me and to let it all out and plus give it to the one who has the answers, who already solved that issue before it ever, you know, before I could even speak about it, it's just so life-bringing. And so give it to the Lord, obey the Lord. And that's something I'm just like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> but with time and effort and, you know, growing in that, it becomes a little bit more easier to obey him and, you know, listen to his instructions and let us be like the servants in John 3, verse 1, if I'm not mistaken, people, the servants who are, Serving the wa- the water as wine that t- that transformed into wine, John three verse, John three, I think it may not be a bad a bad preacher or podcast host confirm the message, um, John two 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 two, John two, and yeah, that's the podcast episode for today, and. Another thing, oh, wait, wait, wait. If you want to end here, you can end here. But there's another lesson that I really want to touch on slightly. And think of making a whole dedicated, like, thing to it. Was fasting. Like, I don't know about y'all, 
I was never taught how to fast. Like, I just had to observe my parents. Like, they just fasted. And I was like, oh, okay. It must be like a spiritual diet thing. And that was, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was just like taking, like, taking no notes of food and like just not eating the entire day doing whatever I needed to do, just not eating, giving up food. But fasting is more than that. It's disciplining your body and saying no to your body while feeding yourself spiritually. And it sounds confusing and like, huh? It just sounds like one of those like preachy things, but that's literally what it is, plain and simple. It's literally saying no to your physical body and having practicing self-control on that while f- nourishing your spirit. And Prior to that, I was just like cutting off food, or whatever, and I was like, I'm not feeling the effect of fasting. Then, again, I stumbled upon a TikTok where it's like, no, you actually have to declare your fast, spend a lot of time in the spirit, and you know, worship the Lord in that period. And I was like, actually, that makes a lot of sense because it's not just not eating; it's saying, Lord, I put this aside to honor you, and I. I want to hear from you. I want to receive from you. So I'm going to deny my flesh and follow you. And that's exactly what it was. And child, let me tell you the story. I'm fasting. And I believe I have received amazing academic results. Because I was like, you know what, Lord? I've done so much work. And I still don't feel certain. I was like, exactly. Who are you trusting in yourself? So trust in me. Trust in my strength. And... I was like, okay, fine, good. What am I supposed to do? He's like, fast. I'm like, okay. And he's like, okay, if you're going to fast, you can't do what you do. You, know, you normally do, which is just like be on your phone and like carry on with your day. You have to actually put aside, put aside time and effort, put in effort to fast. And for me, it looked like, okay, I'm not going to spend more than an hour or even 30 minutes on my socials. I'll, you know, Upload my verse for the day on my WhatsApp and everything. Check my messages in case there's something important. Check my emails. School, anything school related is happening. Then it's done. Worship time. And I remember coming back from my exam and I was like, you know what? Let me just worship. And I pray. I fasted. I prayed. I'm and I'm under the notion it was like six to six, so three points of prayer and fasting, and and not praying fasting just worshiping and praying six like 11 is supposed to be 12 and six then i'm like okay fine at six o'clock in the i was doing like a six to six fox fast and i was like you know what it's fine i'll break my fast at six and he's like no no we're gonna fast through the night and i was like huh like no just fast through the night i'm like okay cool i guess and then he gave me the scripture of daniel um daniel six if i'm mistaken where um before i get there this is the event where daniel is thrown into a lion's den and the king darius is in anguish he's literally before the, he was thrown in the lion's den he is like thinking of a way to get daniel out and yeah daniel six he's thinking of a way to get daniel out because these like um preachers or priests or whatever cornered the king into like making this law because they knew that daniel was a faithful servant of the Lord. They knew he prayed three times a day. And number three, take note of that. And you're like, yeah, let's make it, let's find a fault. And they're like, yeah, they shouldn't serve anyone except for you, divine or human. And the, the, the king was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then they used that into like cornering, cornering the king and saying, yeah, but you said the law here says that you 
you there's no one that's supposed to um worship anybody else except for you so why is your servant daniel doing that and then since since it was a an irreversible or permanent law that could not be changed the king couldn't go back on his word and so they left and for the whole day he was just in anguish thinking of a, of a way to save daniel and finally evening came and he's like you know what it's fine it's fine throw him in i guess and he sealed it and it was not even like okay i'm gonna leave the door open he sealed that place shut there was no way for anybody to help daniel out and he was in anguish the entire day the entire night it, apparently it says here that um in verse 17 i mean 18 18 18 it says then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting he refused to he, he refused his usual entertainment and could not sleep at all that night. And so Mans was like in anguish and he fasted. And the Lord was like, you need to fast through the night. And I was just like, okay, fine, cool, whatever. And obviously, as we know, Daniel was saved. Not a hair on his head was removed and um, scratched or whatever. And th- through that miracle, the um, the king put a law into like saying that people should worship daniel's god the living god the only god period and so there's a lot of lessons that i got from this one chapter but the main one the main ones i'm going to be talking about are are pretty like i feel like life changing but that's where the lord spoke out of into speaking and fasting to the night and i really did feel like refreshed and good after fasting through the night something i've never done before and i was glad that i actually obeyed him and i think that was another opportunity to grow in obedience to him and another another lesson that i that i learned was stop like stopping relying on my own physical strength or relying on physical human strength because the king like i said before was thinking of a way to save daniel whereas god was like i, I already got this my servant daniel prays to me three times a day so why why won't I save him? And as we know, God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth up. And the Lord already had an answer on sight. And I just I just I just get so giddy thinking about it. Like he already, before the king could even, you know, even know of what's coming, the Lord was like, I got it. Daniel don't even fret. And throughout this entire chapter, it has no indication of Daniel being like in anguish or oh my gosh I'm, I'm going in the lion's den they're gonna throw me in i'm arrested what am i doing now there's no like oh but daniel was frightened which leads you to believe that he was he was not scared at all because he knew who, who his god was he may he may not he may not have known that he was gonna get saved because no indication that oh he knew through a dream or he knew through the angel but it does indicate that he had so much faith that the Lord would save him, be it, you know, he goes up to goes up to be with the Lord or he just does get saved. Because prior to that, we have a lot of other miracles that I'm pretty sure Daniel knew. And not even just that, he just knew how good his God was and he just knew how, how mighty his God was. And he just, I feel like, did not take king darius's example of thinking of a way out he just said you know what whatever the lord will allow he'll allow and that's how he got saved through his faith in god and i feel like the lord was speaking to me like yeah stop relying on your own human strength to pass these exams you did your part you studied whatever the case is stop thinking that 
you know, that's the only way you're going to get through it. Let me, let me, let me, let, let me handle it, girl. Give it to me, give it to me. And you carry on worshiping and praising me. And within that lesson was like, stop controlling, like stop trying to control everything. Like I said before, major control issues and not control like toxic way, just myself, like trying to like control my own life and make it like, okay, do this, do this, do this. But anyway, um, and it was like, okay, I'll trust you, Lord. I'll have faith. And it took a lot of faith during, during that fast because there were a lot of temptations, like a lot was happening. So much, so much was like, I'm, I'm going to lie on your fast. There are a lot of things that would try and shake your faith and shake and to, and remove you off your focus because I remember I was so anxious because we had like this little thing going on on and I was like you know what Lord how am I gonna do this like ah uh, and I was like ah uh, focus on the fast focus on the fast focus on praising the Lord another thing came along I was like oh focus on the Lord and I'm just glad that even with those minor tests and those minor like like faults I was still able to worship the Lord and focus fully and solely on Him and rely on Him to um deliver me and help me and basically save me from my own lines then which is like academic results and even though I haven't gotten them yet I'm believing that I will get them and there will be a testimony people I will testify and give an update to this and hopefully you know for the glory of God can encourage you to pursue a life of faith and pursue a life of trusting God and knowing that he's got the answer to everything before we even could ever think of being in those situations or being in trouble. So the Lord is the Lord is good and he's faithful. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So let's trust in that. Let us let us meditate on Psalms 121 verse 1 and 2, which says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So... It's a very good psalm. If you want to meditate on scripture on who the Lord is, I, I would recommend that psalm, especially the, the that one and the one before it. And it's only eight verses long. It's so encouraging. And verse three even goes to say, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over you, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Powerful. And speaking of psalms, as I was fasting, the Lord gave me like this connection thing where he connected Psalms um, 90, 91, or 20, no, 27, to the story of Daniel. And the verse, let me say, I'm lying, not, 20, not 27, I think it's 90, 91, I'm not going to lie. I was right the first time. Let me just make sure. Yes, Psalms 90, verse, 91, verse, verse 13 which says he will trample upon lions and cobras he will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet and i was just so marveled i was like no lord you've done it again because what was the animal that the lord was that was that's in the bible in daniel 6 lions and psalms is is also talking about lions so obviously we we do not know what happened in the lion's den but this should be a clear indication that the Lord has got us because this psalm is infamous of God's promises and protection and whatever the case is. So that psalm, this psalm can be, I guess, a a slither of 
or a, the, a, a part of theory of the practical story of Daniel. Yeah, a theory part of the practical story of Daniel because this is a psalm, like I said, a psalm of of peace and safety and protection. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened to Daniel. He was protected from the lions. He had peace. He was in the, he was in the, he was in the shelter of the Most High and he had the presence of God's angel there to shut the lions' mouths up. So the Lord will fight for us. And this is a long podcast episode, and I just hope people got a little bit of a lesson in it. I, you know, I just want people to be peaceful in the midst of a, of a storm. I just want people to have the right tools in the midst of the storm, not to rely on their own strength, but to know that there's a good God out there who has a, a massive heart and his arms, are, he's standing with his arms wide open and he's saying, come to me, my child. Hug me, give your burdens onto me. I'll handle it. You know, I've got the answers. And let us strengthen our faith in him. Let us be able to say, okay, I've got a big God. I've got a big problem, but I've got a bigger God. You know, take a take a page out of, of David's book. He slayed a whole freaking giant because he had God's faith. He had the faith in God. In the God that he served. So let us be like him. Let us be like Daniel. Let us be like these Bible greats who were so moved by faith and knew so much of who God was that anything that was there in the physical could not compare with the spiritual and almighty God that we serve. So, yeah. I hope this podcast episode makes sense. I hope you're encouraged. Please uh, continue being your word, girl. Oh boy, we don't discriminate around here. Because we're in a season of like so much happening. I I feel like I'm not a prophetess, girl, don't quote me. But I do feel like there's a lot of revival in the in the spiritual realm. Like revival restoration. I'm not gonna lie, I do feel like there's a lot of promises being made and like a lot of like blessings coming our way and you know, just being diligent enough to see the process through and seeing the um, season through the end so that we can step into our next season by um, praying and praying supplication and spending time with the Lord and even just on the opposite of that on the opposite side of that there's a lot of like spiritual spiritually bad things happening and I think growing in our spirit and strengthening our armor or putting on our full armor um, Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18 is very vital and it's very needed in this season not just for receiving, but also fighting in the spirit and being being able to discern from what's good, right and good because we don't want things that will seem as that will be that will seem like blessings but are actually curses from the enemy. So that so that we don't get oh okay I mean, I'm receiving this thing because um that podcast host or the TikToker said that oh I have to receive my blessings, but in actual fact it's a it's a curse and because you didn't grow in that spirit or didn't grow in discernment you wouldn't know. I'm calling anybody out, just saying, let's not make those mistakes and not, let's not fall into curses or bad things because we did not grow in our spirit and we did not we, we did not take it to the Lord before we could even accept it or even just develop our spirit of discernment in a sense. So yeah, I love you and most importantly, the Lord loves you. See you in the next one. As you may or may not know, Christians are being persecuted in 
other countries on a daily basis. So I believe it's up to us Christians, fellow believers in Christ, to support them either financially or spiritually. So would you please, please, please click the link in my bio under persecuted Christians, support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes, two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshipping God and to continue following Jesus. Thank you.